uh, John Moxley versus Wheeler, Utah. Uh, I actually loved 100. percent Here's All why. Right. <laughs> here's why. Just, just, so just, here, just pointing here. it out. Pointing it out. You are squashing uh, a, a a young star who has had some momentum going into the match. That's he's not a star, but that's no. fine. He's a, he's, a, he's a young prospect um, who's being right aligned now. properly, and he's he's very sound. Yes. Now, why do this? Now, for me personally, it all makes all the sense in the world. Now, John Moxley was screwed out of the world title, and he has not let that go. He has talked about that consistently. He then loses the United States Championship, cannot get a return match for it, can't get Tanahashi, which is who he wants, so he's very frustrated. And he talks about this in the promos. He said, I don't know what's going on in this place. And then he's in the ladder match, um, you know, to, to, you know, get the contract to face Kenny Omega at full gear. He loses that when he was on the cusp of when he loses the hangman page, he's an incredibly frustrated individual. So what is your former world's champion uh, who has one of the best records in your promotion do to a guy who was eight and seven, he beats the holy hell out of him because there are levels to this. And in much the same way, Brian Danielson could sit there and say in 2004, uh, Minero Suzuki taught me about violence and pain in the ring. That's what this moment was. He beat the holy hell out of Wheeler Utah. You did never saw it coming. It looked good, stiff and mean. And the minute he leaves, he walks out of there through the crowd, through the audience. Orange Cassidy sees it like you just disrespected my, my young boy for all intents and purposes. And we have the bracket for the full gear tournament to receive uh, a title shot for the world championship. Now, should we get to orange Cassidy versus John Moxley, which is a more money match and a more important match. Let's be honest. You have an extra added element there because all of these matches, they all can't just be standalone matches in a tournament. There has to be a story woven in. gentlemen we have survived the friday night wars and we are here in our recorded glory to bring you the best weekly wrestling podcast in the world give me the book my name is mike alloy with me as always the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo guys thank you so much once again for listening in thank you as always for checking us out so, without further ado, let's talk about the, the Friday Night Wars. Of course, we had uh, AEW Rampage going head-to-head for 30 minutes against uh, Friday Night SmackDown, this time on FS1 from the hours of 10 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The ratings have come back. Uh, overall, again, both companies can claim victory as the head-to-head in the demo was higher for uh, Rampage, but by all other metrics, um, the SmackDown has won. None of these are surprising. None of it is the stuff I personally want to dwell on. I'm not certain you want to talk about the numbers. Personally, I'd rather talk about the wrestling and the shows themselves. I thought, as a result of this work, we got two excellent shows. I thought this was one of the better SmackDowns of the year. I thought this might have been the best AEW Rampage ever. Um, Satoyo, have you watched the shows? What did you think of them? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was very solid. Um, I didn't, since I knew how they were sort of going to go, I knew where my attention was going to turn at 10 o'clock. But I felt that uh, SmackDown did a pretty okay job of, of, um, of keeping you well invested. There were, some, there were some duds in there, but that's a lot of the Queen's Crown stuff and, and everything like that. It's just they've kind of butchered it already. So, but it was, it was definitely enough to like, I was excited for it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you know, I was excited enough to 
on a Friday night, be at the house, you know, and like and sort of chill for a bit. So that was I thought that was cool. And I believe it basically in terms of like the ratings, it went how it went. Um, AEW won where they were supposed to, SmackDown won that where they were supposed to. So it's fine. Like I said, both can claim victory. I don't think any of it was particularly surprising or newsworthy. Um, that being said, again, we had before the official start of the rampage, we had the buy-in. Um, the buy-in featured several matches. I thought one of the matches that nobody really talked about was Bobby Fish against uh, Lee Moriarty. Yes. So I'll not mess up his name. I do not know. Bobby Fish's matches have not been gathering too much positive praise online. And I'm very confused by it. I mean, I think he wrestles really well. I really enjoy his more realistic style and the MMA kind of background. I think honestly, he's kind of like CM Punk. If CM Punk wrestled a little bit better, uh, I think. Oh God, that's ridiculous. I think Bobby Fish is actually like blasphemous. Bobby Fish works with well within himself. He just doesn't move well. So I think that's he doesn't move as well as other people would expect. But he moves within himself. He doesn't do anything that's outside of himself. Um, he's not trying to buy. He's and he, he never has been. I think. A lot of the critique of Bobby Fish, which I don't believe is fully warranted. I do think that Bobby Fish is a good wrestler. It's the first time that a lot of people are really seeing Bobby Fish as a singles. Keep in mind, generally, we've only ever seen him as a tag team wrestler in Red Dragon and then in the Undisputed Era. So being a uh, really a career tag team guy, then going to single can be very difficult. Um because it's just you out there. So the audience, I do believe, is getting acclimated to him. And as a result, they are they're like, well, this isn't Red Dragon. I'm like, no, it's Bobby Fish. who's one half of Red Dragon. Um, so you have to be mindful for that. I do. I thought his match with Lee was solid. Um, uh, I think Lee's OK. I think LSG, his tag team partner, is actually much better. But I think uh, I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was solid. I don't I don't. There, having Bobby Fish on your roster does not hurt your roster. Let's just let's just get that out the way. And and he proved that within a 24 hour period. I think I really enjoyed the match personally. Um, again, one thing I don't like about Bobby Fish personally, I actually never never mentioned the the, the movie. Like he does move a little bit slow, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I compared him to Kim Pong, Kamsky, Tongue and Cheek. They do they're very similar to me in the sense that again they they're uh, slower now. Both of them are you know the older they move. Maybe a little slower than most wrestlers, especially ones that they're in the ring with, who tend to be younger. Um, and also, like I said, they have the clear MMA-based background. I do genuinely think Bobby Fish is like fundamentals, like with the chain wrestling and all that stuff. It just looks a little bit better than CM Punk. Sure. Um, but Bobby Fish has a, one thing I know is his face does look a little weird more than when he wrestles. It's not uh, not all the way ad- advanced. He, he's got a dumb face essentially. <laughs> no, I think he's got he's got a simple face with a with a goofy looking mustache and right. some people do not look good when they are in the act of doing something physically demanding mm-hmm. that is to say some people's faces do not look good in the act of being physical okay this is why you hear people make the jokes about oh right when the person climaxes the stupid face they make because some people look very dumb while doing something physical. Bobby Fish may appear to have one of those faces. To me, he does. Um, so, now, of course, but of course, the match of the buy-in, many people will say this was the best match of the week. I'm not one of those people, but we will talk about this match in depth, was uh, Suzuki versus uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon. Um, a very long-awaited match. I believe they the only second time they ever met, the first time they met, was over a decade ago when Brian Danielson was very young and uh, and and the Suzuki has taught him the the meaning of violence and pain in the ring. Uh, now they they meet as equals. Um, I thought it was a good match. I do think it might again as as the internet tends to do, especially with uh, AEW shows, the internet might be overreacting a little bit uh, as to how good this match was. But I thought this was a really fun exhibition bout. Uh, and it was a beautifully violent match that I enjoyed watching quite a lot. Yeah, I think I, th- I thought it was a good match. Um, and that's and that's fine. Here's the thing. I don't I don't always ex- I don't always expect demand or need to be blown away by. A per- I, I actually don't don't need it. I do understand the the wrestling Twitter's reaction to this match because you couldn't see this um 
given where both the, where where Brian Daniels sort of come from, there was just no way you were ever going to see anything like this. So they are. So it's the excitement of that. And then they get it and it doesn't underperform. As a result, it's going to be, oh, that was amazing. So to me, I thought it was very good. It was exactly the match that I expected it to be. Because again, Minoru Suzuki is really, really dope. But again, he's another individual. Again, as you get older, it's in your best interest to work within yourself. Um, like Bane said to, to Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, you fight like young man with nothing held back. It's admirable, but mistaken. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you have to know your uh, limitations. And Suzuki's been around forever and is still so freaking beloved uh, and is a killer. So I thought they did what they needed to do within that match. Um, get them both over pretty strong. And it was good to see the bushwhacker knee uh, used again and actually get a fucking name, which, you know, the, where he just came from was too lazy to even be bothered with doing such a thing. So that, that's more than fair. Uh, again, just a really fun match again. The crowd absolutely, I think, added to it as, as they, they have often done. Um, and it, as I've said, same thing about Kenny Omega match with, even though this match was pretty uh, clearly and, um, and uh, and obviously thrown in last minute. That's kind of programming. That's fine with Brian. With one, it's a dream match too. With Daniel Bryan, especially going up against these uh, violent um, uh, Asian grand- grandpas. Uh, the way you know the John Moxley has, has, you know, you don't need much of a story just because right, again right. we know Daniel Bryan history with concussions and neck issues. So you so the story's already built in. We're already elected, and you know, um, of course, you know. The fact that Dan Bryce cannot return fight fire with fire, he is just as believable as anybody else. Um, as far as you know, with his kicks and punches and and how dynamic he's in the ring and submissions as well. Um, very, you know, I'm still popping to you know for Cal mutilation, which we haven't seen in you know his entire uh-huh. time with WWE. So, um, yeah, again, I agree with you. I thought it was an excellent match, but I also think you can't, especially with the um, the G1 climax going on, you kind of see the matches. Well, it looks like when there are stakes in place, mm-hmm. right, when they're fighting to win. And then this match, which was just purely, hey, this is an exhibition match. Let's just put it on for the fans. Yes, we can take up to, you know, 30 seconds, half a minute to set up one punch and, you know, do the whole spin around. And, and it got the crowd to pop. And I, again, watching it, I liked it. But I can't move it up to more legit looking contests, especially done in similar style. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a match. It does, it does go towards their record. Um, but again, it was a match that is about that. It's like, okay, well, one person's going to win. One person's going to lose. It's going to be reflected. And even if you do lose, well, you lost to that person. So it's not the worst thing. And, and in that type of match, it is not the worst. Like Suzuki's stock doesn't drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, and Brian, and honestly, Danielson's stock I don't, doesn't really rise. He just gets another win. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, much to your point, an exhibition of, of sorts, but does have ramifications in terms of their actual rating. Absolutely. And again, just to compare it to, and, and now I do want to bring in a match. We weren't sure uh, it will, will behind the scenes. We weren't sure when we, how we were going to uh, talk about this match because we know we're really discussing NXT UK matches. But the one big difference to me, you look at something like this, like the exhibition match, which was brutal and, 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 and beautiful. But then you have another brutal match, which is so much more believable. And, and, and you can see there's clearly stakes involved and how much worse both men wanted to win. And also how much better they sold their injuries throughout the match, a match that took place the day before between A-Kid and Ilya Dragunov, two of the best young wrestlers in the world, I believe, uh, fighting over NXT UK Championship. Maybe the best book title in all of wrestling, by the way. Um, I would disagree with that last statement entirely. That is not true. But I will say that they did have, like, they had a very good match. You said it perfectly, though. Young. Um, So, and again, when you're younger, you can do things like that. Um, because we saw Daniel, we saw Brian Danielson do it for years. Uh, we we saw Manduro Suzuki do it for years. So as those two get older, they will look more like what we saw uh, on Friday between Suzuki and Danielson. No, I think you're right, but it's also, but someone is also just like selling the arm, and that's my big sure. thing. With that. Yep. I keep saying about Daniel, two Daniel Bryan matches, one against Kenny Omega, where he spent first ten minutes of their match working Kenny Omega's arm completely forgot about it. Like, it's not only did Kenny not really sell it, but also, like, it never, never got brought back. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing here. Now, Suzuki worked the first couple of minutes working on um, Brian Danielson's arm. We haven't really seen him sell it throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Here, throughout the entire match, you knew that Ilya Dragunov's arm was hurt, 
And mm-hmm. at some point, um, AK took time selling, not selling the the, the shin, but but Ilya Dragon, to his credit, kept going back to it. He's like, no, you're gonna sell the shit. Well, that's we're gonna remember this. We're gonna establish a motif here, so that I, the, the the all that time I spent working the the injury wasn't wasted. This is part of the match. This is not and, and, and that's the thing. I do think sometimes it's incumbent upon. So, for instance, I don't don't want to get too off the beaten path here. But in terms of Danielson Omega, it's one of those things where if I'm working on this arm and you're not giving it the attention that it requires, then either I'm going to get in your ear or we got to do something else. And I don't really have time to get in your ear like that. Uh, Bill, given the story that we're trying to tell, it's my first match in here. We just need to make this thing a classic. You're not responding appropriately. Again, John Cena, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania is another perfect example of such a thing. I'm frustrated with you because I'm doing this and you're not acknowledging it. So at a point, I'm going to give up on this thing. But then I'm going to be mad at you after the match. So, <laughs> Yeah, and again, it, to me, Dragunov, AK was perfect. On top of the fact that, yes, they're both too young. They both can take a lot of punishment. And again, nobody... At this point, man, I mean, I think you can count in your hands how many people sell punishment as well as uh, Dragunov does. Like, I not really many, he's, not many. he's really is becoming like fast math. And and I and I don't feel like a few months ago, I want to say, yeah, I compared Dragunov to like on, I think it was uh, Dragunov strong to uh, uh, Angle Benoit, like an Airbus. And I, and I, man, I think he's he's that good, man. Dragunov is really that fucking good, man. He's elite. He's super, super elite. I'm saying I'm not saying he's not elite. He ain't them. He ain't them too. But I'm not gonna sit there and say he's not elite. He's gotta do more for that because there you you didn't get more realer than than those two. You just you just didn't, especially Angle. You just so there's Angle so is very hard, hard there, just because he's a golden medalist, and yeah. that's why he still got a little bit of ways to go. But he's oh man, he's if, if if he's not if I'm not big, I'm the closest one. Yeah, he's right there, man. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. So. Again, just a very, you know, I can't say enough praise for that match. Please, if you haven't seen it, I know it's NXT UK, which, you know, let's be honest, not a lot of us watch, but go out of your way to see that match. Um, let's move on to another. So, again, we're just going to go over, I think, excellent matches, I believe, right? Is that the, mm-hmm. that the plan or anything specific you want to bring up here? Uh, I mean, uh, as, as far as it relates to, you know, if we're going back to Friday night and staying on that, um, you know, to their credit, and I, and I did not watch it live. I didn't have the interest in doing so, but Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch, they did put on a very good match that I, that I was like, Oh yes, yeah, is really good. So, you know, that was Sasha a cool is, thing. And, and, and you know what, here's, that's an interesting thing for bringing up. I do think one th- thing I'm noticing about Sasha is she may be, well, no, Charlotte also has that, but Sasha and, and Charlotte both have started to have like a signature. Hey, this is my type of match. This is what mm-hmm. a Sasha mm-hmm. Banks match looks like. And Sasha Banks match starts to look like, Hey, we're going to do lots of very non-stop action, not a lot mm-hmm. of breaks, a lot of reversals. A lot mm-hmm. at some point, I'm going to hit you know the three amigos and and the meteors. And of course, everybody has the signature moves, but it's it's starting to have a flow to it, and I really like it because, like I said, there's just not a lot of breaks, and you do forget because they've been around for so long. They're very young, but I think both of them, uh, Sasha and uh, Becky, are still in their twenties, um, mm-hmm. so they have the cardio, uh, you know, to go. Maybe not as much intensity necessarily as uh, as Aiken and Dragunov, but just, again, it was nonstop action, lots of reversals, lots of uh, hard hitting matches. Sasha sells or no, no, doesn't sell, bumps as good as anybody, and and you know, obviously mm-hmm. her size helps it. But man, every time she hits that post, you you win. Like you really do think she yeah. like broke her leg or her neck or something, man. When she just like folds in half. Um, yeah, I mean you can hear it. <laughs> you know, like it's like this is this is this is rough. <laughs> Becky has had better matches. Becky's still kind of shaking up the rust a little bit, but I thought, again, I thought they, 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 like you said, I thought they put on an excellent match worthy of a a main event as it was. Yeah, I thought, I thought that they, they did a good piece of business there. And again, I couldn't, I couldn't even front. I was super like, I got to see CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. And that was really cool. Cause honestly, man, Matt Seidel is so historically slept on. Like Mm -hmm. historically, it's unfortunate that, as a society, we were so uh, uh, regressive in our thought process that we really wanted to like ding people for marijuana. I mean, because this guy's just been talented for so incredibly long. Um, but yeah, I was really excited and looking forward to that match because it's another situation where it's like, yeah, Punk gets to, like, again. It's like, ooh, and now you got to work with this dude. And I was like, bro, and and Seidel can bring it. So I was like, 
you got to be there. You know what I'm saying? You got to be there in a way that makes sense. And he was there. I thoroughly enjoyed the match. Um, also, at the same time, it's like one of those things. Yeah. Work within yourself. I actually don't need the, I, They had a particular spot where they were both on the on the top rope and they were mm-hmm. trading, you know, superplex attempts and everything like that. And no, they just both knocked each other off, which to me, I'm like, that's perfect because it doesn't have to be this thing. Yeah. It doesn't where one of not to do something even more ridiculously dangerous. Uh, even, even though they were do, even though like there's still a side still flipping all over this man, hitting him with hard stuff and even did his finish on him and all that shit. It's like, yo, you can all do that stuff. And you can make these things happen that are dramatic moments where we don't have to potentially murder each other in order to make that happen. And I thought it had a cool finish, um, the crucifix attempt into the GTS, which um, I thought was like, cool. That's very good. Uh, it looked legitimate. It looked smooth. Thank you. Absolutely. I thought it was the best CM Punk match today uh, of his AW run. I know, you know, Darby obviously had a little bit more hype and a little bit more eyeballs on it. But I thought this was like, oh, okay, this is like the closest we've gotten to that. Oh, that's the CM Punk that we all kind of miss, right? That guy who just put on the best match on, on every night out. Um, I thought, yeah, I don't have too much too much to add. I think you kind of nailed all the points. And it is interesting. And I do think because CM Punk is somebody who, as you mentioned, is somebody who clearly very, is very aware of his bump card and watches his bumps, you do might want to put him in the ring with somebody who can bump around for him and kind of add a little bit of excitement to it. But it's still very solid, fundamentally. That's why, to be honest with you, I wasn't just as big of a fan with the Power Hobbs uh, match and, and the, the Danny Garcia match, because while they were technically good, I can't pinpoint you and tell you, like, oh, well, they did something wrong here. Uh, it was just not, it, 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 it could, has gotten a little bit slow. Like, they weren't that fun I, to and, watch. And I, and I, and, but here's the thing I like pro wrestling. So, so long sure. as the slow makes sense. I mean, that's I mean, listen, I saw Rick Rue put people in, in, in rest holds and it made sense because I'm going to smother you with this thing that I have. Powerhouse Hobbs is green. So it's like it don't make too much sense to be. It also doesn't make much sense for him to be working particularly fast or bouncing off the ropes or anything like that. Daniel Garcia doesn't really do that anyway. You know, he's more of a Mac guy. So even in those particular situations, it's more functional because like how are you going to get out of this? Also, he's facing two guys in those respective situations that have heaters around him who can do nonsense, you know, who that adds another extra added element of drama. So I think, and I do think it's very important that people should understand this seven years away from the ring is one thing going from your late thirties into your mid forties into the, and I, this is to be fair because we've seen this before when the rock came back, look, Hey, you had to have some matches in there and you weren't going to compare him to his best stuff from before. You did yourself a disservice if you did that. The key thing was, is that were they still good and compelling enough in that ring? And the answer was yes. And it's like, okay, well, they're still compelling. They're still good in that ring. Sit there and be like, okay, in the Rock's case, from his 30s to his 40s and somehow being bigger and more jacked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what do you expect from that person? Do you expect them to be the same person who, when they were about 250, 260, was kind of actually flying around the ring a bit for someone of their size? You don't really expect that, do you? No. Uh, so with Punk, it's much the same thing, even though he's still physically doing a lot more than someone who would take that much time away of his size and stature and then come back into that ring. Um, I, I should point it, out, if you don't mind me, me interrupting, Edge has been away for nine years and arguably has not actually. I mean, he's having some of the best matches of his career with Seth Rollins right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean they're having great matches. Uh, but the thing about it is even even Edge is working within within himself. He's doing the same thing. Well, I mean, he's, he's not going to do TLC shit. He's not. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not superior he's, anybody he's, you know, off the ladder. He's, he's doing the same thing. It's not like he's like because again, look at Edge during the top parts of his run. He was a bit of a flyer a bit, and he, even when he was a heel, he could still move. That was the whole point of him. He had to move. He had to do all these things. He's not going to do that so much anymore. He's got a, a torn Achilles. You know, a neck that's all jacked up, a, a, a wrist that's been broken multiple times, um, and he's got a bump card. So you don't see him bumping all like you're just not going to see it. It just doesn't make sense. So even he is doing the same thing. He just happens to be in there with the Seth Rollins, who appears to not to know not who appears to have an understanding of how to not hurt someone this time, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about both Edge and Seth Rollins cut. Great promos, I thought, on SmackDown. I thought 
I do think this is the best feud of the year right now. I don't really think there's anything close to it, if I'm being 100% honest. Um, very excited for the match. It's the match I am looking most forward to for Crown Jewel. Uh, but yeah, the show with SmackDown kicked off with Edge cutting promo. Um, I thought, and, I, and you texted me, I have to check it out. I texted you back. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect promo. Like, this mm-hmm. is promo class 101. You mm-hmm. blow your opponent, you sell the match, and you you are sound compelling and within character while doing all three. So that you know, you don't just, you know, you hit the goals business-wise, but you also hit the, the go- hit your goals creatively-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think Edge is just, he did a perfect job. I thought Seth got a promo with his character. I don't think he had, he didn't have to sell, it was just different objectives. He didn't have to sell yeah, the fight. Yeah. He just had to say something. But yeah, yeah. I love Seth's character currently. So I think, again, if you both, like I said, this is the feud of the year. I'm very kind of excited to the Cannot wait till they touch gloves on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, they, I think that was this is definitely the best iteration of Seth Rollins in, in, in WWE. Um, you know, so he's got you got a lot of steam with that, you know, so I thought that was cool. Um, I do want at least mention, you know, I thought Finn and, and Sammy had a fun match, you know, and I thought that was that was a cool piece of business. Uh, the Naomi, uh, Sonya Deville situation is what it is. I mean, that, that second, I knew I was like, okay, Shayna's going to put her to sleep. And then Sonya is probably going to pin her real disrespectfully. And that's exactly what happened. I, I don't know where they're going with it. I hope they're going somewhere that helps out Naomi. Um, so, but that's, that's really all I can say to that regard. So, you know, Hey, hopefully it's a situation where you can look back at it and be like, okay, the baby face prevailed and got their comeuppance and, uh, Although turn her heel, I mean, there's always that bloodline option, right? She, she's. I mean, yeah, but at that you could, but again, it's like, yeah, but you know, you could do it. You could. I mean, they've done things that have made less sense, but to to do it now, it would be like, all right, but what? But but now my your husband looks like a bitch <laughs> for letting that happen to you, That's and your and your cousin in law looks like a bitch too, That's and your and your brother in law looks like a bitch. So your family just left you out there. So who's the, are you the bitch, bitch? Like, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what it is. You could do it. I just think it would be stupid. I think you should have done it beforehand. That's a good point. Uh, you know? Unless they, then, they can uh, always say, they can always say something like, hey, you know, just show them back to say, I need your help. I thought you said you wanted to do it on your own. That's why we didn't get involved. No, I actually need your help. So, I mean, you could explain it, but I do agree with you. If they don't explain they do, they can't be in danger of looking really dumb. Yeah. Uh, so between excellent match and another excellent match, speaking of the bloodline, Osos and Street Profits, again, you know, as far as beautifully violent matches full of action, I thought that was one of them, man. I love that street fight, no rules. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of, uh, again, as we've been saying, a, a lot of fun, man. And again, a lot of going all out and making sure that if, you, if you're watching the channel, you're not changing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, thought, uh, I thought it was fun. I thought I thought it was it was literally what I expected. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, that's fun. That's cool. But it's from top to bottom, what I expected. And uh, you know, from that end, it's like, you know, well, hopefully they have something lined up for the street profits because there's they can't run this, they can't continue to run this thing back. So there there has to be somewhere else for them to go. But it was fun. Yeah, I mean, they've established them as, as being on, on the same level. I mean, they had the match one that rights again. Uh, I I you know what's I think about two years ago I posted or I might have said it. I don't know if I said it to you, I've said it somewhere that Montez Ford has the best rock splash and people were like, That's crazy, that's insane. And I I stand by, man. I, that time proved you right. He does have the best rock splash. I don't think anyone who tries to argue de- of active wrestlers right now no, no, ever, like, ever, ever. Uh of all times, oof, RVD in his prime. RVD in his RVD in his prime, oof, was uh but Montez is right there. You know, the, it's he's. I mean, he's the way he changed also, direction midair is mind blowing to me, dude. Yeah, that's. I mean, again, it's hard. Like, like Art Bar had a fantastic one, of course. It was his. Uh, Eddie's had a. Eddie had the one that looked like it hurt the most to me because of his body and how snappy he did it. And it wasn't, but he, Eddie could turn and twist it. He could do all that. He didn't do it. He was so technically sound. He's like, I'm going to place you appropriately to then do this. But it, it's still to this day, his frog splash against Brock Lesnar looked like a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so, That's so a, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But yeah, I mean, Montez is, is, is excellent. Um, hopefully, you know, he's able to get 
more over as time goes along so that every time he hits it, it, it gets more over. Because a good frog splash, people pop for a good frog splash. Well, I tell you what, they will pop like a son of a gun. Shout out Dawkins, man. I think Dawkins look good in the match too, man. Although I like the oh. Dawkins hot tag still, man. A little oh, underrated. Yeah. You yeah, know, Dawkins is hot tag and, and, and spearing people and like just like throwing the both of the Usos around. Like I said, it was good, clean, fun. Agreed. Uh, yeah, so again, I don't have too much to add as far as oh, we can talk about Queen the 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 one bad thing about SmackDown, which has for the past two weeks has been uh the Queen's Crown. I mean, anything else you don't like about SmackDown or do we have anything to I think you went on a pretty long deserved rant about uh last week i don't think anything has changed yeah yeah i mean it's I've, I've said what i've said about that and that was fine i didn't like the ending segment um i thought you could have put that somewhere else i thought it was a little clunky didn't really serve any per i mean the purpose was served but i thought it was kind of silly brock gets it awesome. a little it, yeah builds that thing but i didn't think it did anything really um but sometimes i guess you feel as a wrestling company you just need to have those things so that's fine yeah uh, as a I mean, nobody seemed to be disappointed by it, so I guess that's that's how you view those things. I, except for us, because yeah, I thought that you know, for contract signing to go last on the show, you clearly put a lot of effort into. It was a little anticlimactic. Um, it was still cool, but yeah, I agree with you. I would have just had just have uh, Becky and Sasha go last. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand you guys again. You know, it, Brock and and Roman are your two biggest stars in the moment. Um. Mm-hmm. Without further ado, well, so let me ask you this: Do you want to preview Crown Jewel, or do you want to talk about Dynamite? Do you want actually, to I want to. I do. I do want to go into Dynamite. Actually, what did you think of Dynamite? Uh, I thought it, there was a lot of uh, well, what would we say like uh, too much. There was a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. That is to say, there were elements that were there that I don't think were needed, but the crowd was into them so much. In much the same way, when I talk about. Uh, the contract signing on SmackDown is, is how I feel about American Top Team and, you know, and uh, and the inner circle. I don't think you needed it, but obviously it didn't hurt anything. And also, I, I, look, I love Men of the Year. I do love Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Um, Dan Lambert is over. Like he just he just is. And the guy can talk. So, uh, it, it, you know, if anything, that helped. Uh, I thought that, and here's why I do think a purpose that it did potentially serve. Um, so there is this theory and like, unfortunately there's been this theory in wrestling in America anyway, for too long, where if you can't talk, that's a knock against you. And, you know, and then you shouldn't talk or we can't have you talk. Bret Hart said it perfectly years ago when, you know, he was asking Vince, what do you want me to work on? And Brent and Vince said, well, your promos, you know, your promos need work. And he's like, how are my promos going to get work if you never give me any promo time? You know, like so. So I think in that segment, uh, I think also Chris Jericho was just saying silly things like to Paige fans aunt, like, bro, like she 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 would never slide in your stop it. OK, that so that's still that's just like a, a old old man talking nonsense, you know, because he likes okay, to cool. I'm happy to be on the same page. Yeah. I think me and you both yeah. are just older and it's just him doing his be- his. Uh, Stephanie McMahon bits, yeah, you know, yeah, years ago, but yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever, yeah, they still loved it. I think it was more important actually for Sammy Guevara, whom obviously doesn't really get to talk often, all like that. So he had to figure it out along the way, and we got through it, and he's over. Uh, but hopefully, you know, there'll be more guidance as it relates to that because hey, all right, you got through the promo, there weren't enough um, ah steps, but you know you'll 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 develop it over time because you obviously can talk you have something you can put words together so that's half the battle right there um but yeah that, that there was a lot of exposition in some points where which i felt weren't needed but there were also some things that i was like oh i like this so for instance uh danielson versus fish liked it saw a nasty heel hook that i was like okay that's I love cool that. I love the, yeah. that heel hook to end the match was beautiful and, and yeah. perfect ending for these two, for the type of match that these two had, that was exactly how you do it. Agreed 100%. Now, people will disagree. Some people will disagree with me on this, but I stand I stand firm in this in this rightness. Uh, John Moxley versus Wheeler, Utah. Uh, I actually loved 100%. Here's All why. Right. <laughs> here's why. Just, just, so just, here, just pointing, here. Out, pointing out, you are squashing a, a, a young star who has had some momentum going into the match. 
He's not a star, but that's no. fine. He's a, he's, a, he's a young prospect um, who's being aligned properly, and he, he's, he's very sound. Yes. Now, why do this? Now, for me personally, it all makes all the sense in the world. Now, John Moxley was screwed out of the world title, and he has not let that go. He has talked about that consistently. He then loses the United States Championship, cannot get a return match for it can't get Tanahashi, which is who he wants. So he's very frustrated. And he talks about this in the promos. He said, I don't know what's going on in this place. And then he's in the ladder match, um, you know, to, to, you know, get the contract to face Kenny Omega at full gear. He loses that when he was on the cusp of winning, he loses the hangman page. He's an incredibly frustrated individual. So what is your former world's champion uh, who has one of the best records in your promotion do? To a guy who was eight and seven, he beats the holy hell out of him because there are levels to this. And in much the same way, Brian Danielson could sit there and say in 2004, uh, Minero Suzuki taught me about violence and pain in the ring. That's what this moment was. He beat the holy hell out of Wheeler Utah. You did never saw it coming. It looked good, stiff and mean. And the minute he leaves, he walks out of there through the crowd, through the audience. Orange Cassidy sees it like you just disrespected my my young boy for all intents and purposes. And we have the bracket for the full gear tournament to receive uh, a title shot for the world championship. Now, should we get to Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley, which is a more money match and a more important match? Let's be honest. You have an extra added element there because all of these matches, they all can't just be standalone matches in a tournament. There has to be a story woven in somewhere. So if you have two beloved baby faces coming together, we know one is clearly crazy, but there has to be an extra added element. Like how is Orange going to deal with the guy who's doing this? And it's like, well, I'm not going to let you do that. That was disrespectful. That was going too far. So I actually did appreciate that because in my brain, I'm like, oh yeah, you could totally just do that. Should they do if they do do that, then cool. But that would that seems to be the most obvious place to go based on going about it that way. Also, Wheeler, you just eight and seven. You have, you know what? I'm not going to you have changed my mind about it. I will point out, though, if like I think if Seth Rollins squashed Chad Gable, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think I think people will be upset about it. That's all. Let me just put that well, because Chad Gable at that point would be a more established character, right? Than a Wheeler, Utah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. but, but you, you get my saying? point. Yeah, 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 I get your point. I get your point. You you, you could have done it to uh, to a no name, not necessarily somebody like Willie Yuda, who I guess is closest to a no name. I do you did I will, again. I I hate it, and then you did change my mind about it. And I do. I will say this: it did. It does make me look forward to the 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 bracket. Do you want to talk about the bracket? The, the yeah, let's really? talk about. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, the bracket. That? Yeah, let's talk about. I mean, I think so. First of all, we didn't talk about it last week, but there has been a uh, a purposeful leak of the. Uh, the full gear card via mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, the the notebook that uh, Tony Khan had on with him at the Jaguar Stadium. Um, and on that card, one of the matches was Daniel Bryan versus John Moxley, which looks to be the final for the world. Yes. Is that what you what you anticipate? Is that the match you want? What do you think is going to happen? I, that's the that's the only way you can do this. <laughs> that is the only place that we are going. That is the only place that really makes sense. And guess what? That's fine. They, you know, uh, Dark Orders 10 is going to get massacred by Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, Orange Cassidy will have a, a solid match with Hobbs, but Orange is winning. So that sets up that piece of business in the semifinals, which is really cool. Dustin Rhodes is going to find a way to make people believe that he might be able to pull off a victory against Brian Danielson. And that shows you the amazingness of Dustin Rhodes. Uh, and then, but Brian's going to win. And then probably, uh, Lance probably kills Eddie Kingston. Um, and then so you have. Brian Danielson versus Lance Archer That's in the be semis, awesome. which is awesome, right? And then you have uh, Moxley and then Danielson. And I would think, actually, safe money, give it to Moxley. And then you have Moxley versus Page. We're theorizing for the right. I'm just speaking aloud here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, human beings, comrades. Uh, then you have that in the finals. Moxley goes over, but as Moxley's going over, he becomes more and more unhinged as this goes along because you don't have really a wild, crazy heel right now. And Mox has been justifiably frustrated for a long, long 
time. He's had to deal with the elite. He's had to deal with the super click, all that he's has. So no, he's going to, he's going to blow a gasket. He's going to, there's going to start a turn and then he's going to get page and page going to win. And Moxie about to lose his mind. And somebody, somebody, somebody will get stabbed with a fork. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it, man. Yeah. Book it, book it. That yeah. sounds like money to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, let me see if I have anything to add. I think you kind of described it really perfectly. Um, don't think. Yeah. I mean, I think because maybe Brian Danielson might be just be the perfect opponent for Adam Page. If Adam Page is your new champion, like sure. hey, you, that's who who will, can we put him in the ring with? Who will make him look like a million bucks? Mm-hmm. But yeah, especially since this is our first uh, homegrown champion, you put him in the ring with Brian Danielson. You get a classic. Either way, you give him. Okay. Boom. Have I been done with this company? I'm drawing. I'm over. And I just had my like classic one-on-one match with Brian Danielson. Then maybe you kind of you know you tell more stories with him. Um, but I, I don't think you can go wrong with that one. I think John, you know, and that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Not only do you know John Moxley and Brian Danielson will put on a great match. Um, and let's be honest, there was something to it, right? There's something yeah. to AEW being able to say, hey, WWE had these guys for years together, uh, for years on top of the card. And yet the best match they had against each other was here with this company. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a nice little, you know, kind of um, uh, win they can score pretty easily. Um, yes. Moving on, uh, on to Rampage. Uh, or oh, sorry. Yeah, to Dynamite. Uh, to the Super Click. Uh, Super Click keeps being, uh, being the shit of Jungle Boy. Although he finally got some sort of uh, comeuppance. They also keep being the shit of Dark Order. Who Have they won an, uh, an important match yet? Not on, not on TV, as not, not, not in a while on TV. But you know, going into it, I think they had like a crazy record as trios, like fifteen and four, or something like that. So the, I mean, they're winning matches. They're winning matches, but an, an important match of note, no, uh, that has not happened for them yet. Uh, to their credit, I mean, you know, like Silver and all them, they can perform and they can go. But this is clearly to build up, you know, further build up the trios division which they have and they can maybe address at some point, but you know, uh, that's, that's for the super click you. And again, I have to understand this in that. Remember before the young bucks lost the world tag team titles, they were beating everyone mm-hmm. because they had to be, they just, they just didn't lose. They just did not lose. And, but guess what? When they lost that pop was crazy. And there were people crying in the audience as well as, uh, you know, uh, you know, both the, the, the Lucha brothers, I mean, it, it, you made it that type of a moment. So it was, it was good business in that way to get to that point. Uh, so I think that this is what this is here still do not particularly care for the match styles of the super click, but that's not going to change you. If you've been listening to me long enough, you understand that. And you know how I feel about that. If I tell you that I, if I ever feel different about it, you'll be the first to know. Fair enough. And then last piece of business that went down that worthy that that is worthy of talking about on uh, on Dynamite was uh, FTR uh, as masked luchadors beating uh, uh, the Lucha Brothers for their AAA tag team titles. I did not care for it. This is my problem with AEW, right? Sometimes they clearly are influenced by the history of wrestling and they want to bring it in. Without either getting or bringing in the con- the the context that's important. So now there has been mass obvious mass luchadors before throughout the history of wrestling. Um, the Dusty Rhodes was one beforehand. Of course, you had Asian Christian coming in as luchador number one and two, etc. And some throughout. Usually, there's a story being told. Usually, it's because somebody has been kicked out of a promotion and they have to come back, uh, or it's because uh, you know they 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 don't get another shot at the title. They've used up all their shots. They lost the match. Okay, well, we'll dress up as another tag team. This was done completely randomly, completely out of the blue. But the reveal came like five minutes in, so what was the point of a secret to begin with? Um, and also, here's my worst part. You had Lucha uh, Bros versus FTR, what was supposed to be an aw- could have just been an awesome match if you just advertised as that and give them Apple time. Instead, you spend half the time on nonsense that nobody needs and give them your context, and you only give them uh, like five to ten minutes, uh, which obviously, you know... Uh, ruined what could have been, I think, a classic tag team match. So, overall, I'm not particularly happy with that piece of business, personally, as you can hear. Uh, so, do you feel different? Uh, here's here's what I feel in this regard. I understand all of that. that and that does make sense on the face of it. Uh, I, I Yeah, you could have just done Lucha Bros versus FTR. 
Uh, but I understand that whatever you're doing, you are creating, you're expanding your universe to hopefully, you know, sort of fill in the, the you know, fill in the dots as time goes along with that little loose alliance between Andrade, El Idolo and, and the and the pinnacle and all that business. Um, so that's an interesting thing to play with should they choose to go in that direction. Now, I actually have no issue with the time of the match. I felt the match itself was a little weirdly clunky, but then I remembered it's the Lucha Brothers, so that can happen, right? So uh, I have no issue with the time of the match because no, screw them. That, that's, what, that's what happened. We screwed you. So I don't need, I actually didn't need a classic. I do, I did, I did not need a classic tag team match from these two. Not yet. No, let's get the, let's get the screwing out of the way. Let's do the screwing. And then now you have FTR as the AAA tag team champions, which is wild. And, and honestly, um, it's a good it's move. Perfect. I was a, it's, it a per- perfect. Yeah. it's a perfect move. Uh, from there, you get to have a situation where, those basically can be your secondary tag team titles. Now, for those of you who do not know this, within the history of wrestling, especially in WCW and NWA, WCW, you had the world tag team titles. And for a period of time, you had the United States tag team titles. When it was on the Jim, Jim Crockett promotions, you had the world tag team titles and you had the national tag team titles because there were so many tag teams, in fact, that you needed a secondary tag team title to, to come into play there. So that... Um, I think that's a very helpful and important thing that they did to get those belts off of them. I, I, I just think it's good. To, it's going to be awesome watching um, FTR, who is, you know, uh, home motto is uh, no, no flips, uh, just, yeah. just fist. Become, yeah. Like, they're just such natural heels in, in yes. AAA. Um, and it's going to be exciting to watch because obviously a lot of people probably in AAA who are, you know, Mexican fans probably never even heard of these guys before. And now they're the champions. So watching them wrestle and like, in a completely mm-hmm. different style, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting the heat that they get uh, uh, from from the crowd. Uh, so definitely yeah. excited to see them defend their titles. Uh, I have half an hour left in my laptop, and I did it on purpose so we don't go along today. Um, Perfect. So Perfect. with that being said, let's get on to the crown jewel. The pay per view we're both extremely excited about. The pay per view we both cannot wait for. The pay per view where we have not been, neither one of us has been this excited for a wrestling event in quite some time. <laughs> We're both staying up late. We might not be able to sleep Wednesday nights going <laughs> because of how excited we are for this awesome, amazing event. Satoru, do you want to get us started with the card? Yeah. Uh, the card, you know, is, um, you know, hey, guys, we're here. So let's just, let's just. Run this bad boy down at Crown Jewel. I'm going to take it from the main event all the way to the bottom. You have Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar for the universal title. You then have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Let's, uh, let's, preview. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Oh, you want to talk? Okay. Let's yeah, talk okay. Roman, Roman Brock. Uh, either something screwy happens or Roman wins. Well, something screwy almost has to happen, right? Like the whole story has been what Paul Heyman is going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Paul Heyman does something that causes someone to lose. Uh, now, what is he going to do? That's the interesting part. Um, and the cool thing about it is we don't know. Like that's yeah. like, you generally there's a genuine chance Roman might lose. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But uh, I mean, unless you're going to do some sort of weird thing where it's like, oh, we can make him a face now. <laughs> you know, say like whatever dumb thing that would be. Uh, but yeah, it does add an extra element to it, and that's cool because that certainly helps the match. So they have a number of options that they could go with. Um, in theory, you could have Brock win. There's no real point in doing that, let's be honest. Um, you could have a no contest finished, which historically they have done in the past. Uh, and if you do it well enough, you will not have everyone mad at you because you can then run it back uh, on American soil or the, you know, or the potential likelihood of just Roman winning because it is not WWE. It is E F R everything for Roman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, but I do to that end, I mean, will the match be good? Sure. I'm mean, in so far as it's, it's what I've seen from them before. I don't expect to see too much different except Roman is just a, a, an established heel unless they try to switch it during the match. But I think it's going to be about what I've seen before. But I, I'm, I'm just excited because, again, we get to see a Brock match and then Brock again. As I think we both talked about, maybe the most talented wrestler of all time. So, yeah, you know, seeing him back in the ring is, is always a treat. Um, yeah, and, and, when he, and when he cares, he can 
oof, when he's motivated, he's going to do something. He can, he, he can make you believe. Um, but yeah, and then from there, you have Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks, triple threat match, or the SmackDown Women's Championship. I, it's mm. interesting because on one hand, you, you know, Becky's still pretty early in, in her title run. Um, I think, I don't know if anybody needs to win this cell. I think they're both, all three of them have been established as your, as your stars of the division. Um, I think what happens tonight on Raw, we're recording this on Monday, I think we'll give away what will happen because uh, Bianca Belair is challenging uh, Charlotte Flair for a Raw uh, Women's Championship match. And of course, mm-hmm. Bianca and now uh, correct me from from not mistaken. I believe Bianca and Sasha are going to no. Bianca and Becky are going to Raw. Yeah. Charlotte and Sasha are going to SmackDown. Yeah. So logically speaking, Sasha Banks would walk out as your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, we we shall see. They've kind of they've kind of gotten a little messy with this one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they, so they start what they started with, with SummerSlam, they've done just a pretty good job of just lowering my interest, uh, especially because it's becoming more convoluted due to the draft and everything. I'm like, all right, well, y'all, y'all, y'all are going to, y'all are going to figure this out and you're going to try to say it's a success and that's fine. No, I mean, it's, I agree with you. The story being told here is not the best as far as like, there's just no real story being told, but it's, it's, look, it's, Three women. I mean, it's it's a convoluted story to begin with, right? Like, one woman was out. She, you know, her the other woman for her won the title, but under dubious circumstances. So now both of them have claims. No, to it wasn't. It. No, it wasn't. It wasn't dubious. She hit her in the face and gave her rock bottom in twenty six seconds. Again, with this dupe. No, it's dubious if Car if they did what I said they should have done and Carmella hit her in the back with a chair before the match had started, and then boom, you do the rock bottom, the manhandle one two three. It wasn't dubious. <laughs> wasn't wasn't it wasn't dubious. Bianca fine, Belair fine. got it hit in the mouth. Then they had a rematch where the challenger had the champion on the ropes and about to win before Sasha Banks returned and interfered. Yeah, nothing. What do you mean that's nothing? Nothing. That's nothing. That nothing. Nothing. That's, 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 that's nothing. It's a little nothing. convoluted. It's not, there's no clear narrative. But if you follow the events that has led to it, it makes it. That's all. I think Sasha Banks wins. The, the, I think Sasha Banks wins and uh, takes the title. Okay. Would you not give me a prediction? Uh, my only prediction is that someone will win and it is going to be fine. I because I it's 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 just too convoluted for me. Um and and with the draw and the because uh, now I'm just looking like okay well what's Bianca gonna do you know what I'm saying and as you said up top of 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 this portion of the discussion whatever happens tonight is gonna give us a more clear indicator of what's gonna happen Thursday I think uh from there we have RK Bro Randy Orton and Riddle versus AJ Styles and Omas for the Raw Tag Team Championships uh which is interesting because I don't think there's really a wrong decision here. Because, I mean, the overall story really appears to be more about Riddle and Randy. And again, this is how you do a team that has some stuff. And then when you want them, when you want, when one of them fucks them and the turn, and then you have the match, it means something. Unlike Mansoor versus Ali. Uh, so, but yeah, I don't think there's really a, a wrong call to make in this match. I'm pretty sure the match will be fun, you know? Absolutely. Um, I agree with you a thousand percent. I mean, the with- be honest, the whole point of from the beginning, uh, the point of RK Bro was hey, Randy Orton versus Matt Riddle at WrestleMania. Like, that, that's the match we're getting. Uh, is it time to break him up now for WrestleMania? I think it's a little too early. So, I have RK Bro winning, uh, and AJ Styles and almost losing the match. Don't see them breaking up anytime soon, though. So, I don't think we're going to see any breakups as a result of this one here. Yeah, best to keep Omos in a situation where he's doing the least amount possible but maximizing his moments you know what i'm saying uh from there we have big e versus drew mcintyre in a singles match for the wwe championship i do believe this match will be excellent i do believe this will be a good contest i believe drew mcintyre will lose and i believe he will go to smackdown to then lose to roman reigns uh because he has to (laughs) so that i i don't uh I, I'm just I'm not I am not sold on how they have presented Big E thus far. Um, and uh, I, I think they're trying to give him something to do. Uh, I think they kind of 
you know, they, they created storylines. I just think they could have done this one a bit better. Now, their reasons for fighting one another make perfect sense. Drew could not challenge Bobby Lashley while Bobby Lashley was champion. Bobby Lashley is no longer champion. Maybe even more importantly, Drew McIntyre was WWE champion during one of the most uncertain periods in our lifetime, point blank period. And uh, that's why I do believe he was the most important champion. It was not Roman Reigns. It just wasn't. It was Drew uh, because he was doing all of this with no, like he was carrying it. Roman was home. It was Drew. So um, he has a very legit, I never got to be world champion in front of these people. So, and it was true. The moment he got over when he knocked out Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble and you had a made man. And to WWE's credit, they did a good enough job of devaluing him from that amazing moment that Brock gave him in the lead up to WrestleMania. Uh, but I mean, he's got a legitimate gripe there. And Big E is not trying to be a transitional champion. So the storyline, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a very simple yet good one. Um, and but but, you know, the way my brain thinks is like, well, then what's going to happen with each guy going forward? And I'm not particularly optimistic about either individual going forward. Well- We'll see. I mean, I do think, you know, as far as uh, with the way Big E has been presented, I think being someone like Drew McIntyre, who has been, you know, a, a champion recently and has been pretty dominant even without the title. Um, I think, you know, he beat gender, you know, now we know why he beat gender so quickly at SummerSlam, right? You, you maintain him, his status as, as, as one of the big dogs on your brand. Um, I think just having a clean win over Drew McIntyre helps boost Big E stock. As far as presentation, and I think that's exactly the outcome. I don't think the outcome was yeah, ever yeah. in doubt. Uh, let's just hope it's a great match, which I think it will be. Agreed, a hundred percent. So from there, you know, as we go down this crown jewel train, we have Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. No holds barred match where Goldberg is going to kill Bobby Lashley because for some reason Goldberg has to win. There's no other reason to run this thing back. I would honestly, you want to, you want to make my night. Bobby Lashley wins, but you and I both know this is not happening. I'm hopeful, this man. Is, I'm yeah. hopeful. This is the, the story is going to be because you can't have Goldberg actually kill Bobby Lashley. Yeah. The story is going to be Goldberg had the match won, but his anger and his vengeance just would not let him uh, rest on his, on his laurels. And eventually Bobby's going to steal one, one, two, three. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's how the, how the, the, the story right. I'm being optimistic. Yeah, I got Lashley taking this one. I, you know what? I got, I've got to, I've got to ride with you on your optimism. I do not feel it, so I have to ride your gravy train of that feeling because I want that so badly. Um, but I, I just, I don't see it. But I want to be wrong. I want you will not hear me say that often. I want to be wrong about this. I want this. I need this. I need I to want be wrong this about this. I want you to enjoy. Yeah. It. I want you to finally yeah. enjoy that WWE pay per view. Yeah, I, I need this so. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, we have the King of the Ring tournament finals, Finn Balor versus either Xavier Woods or Jinder Mahal. Now we find out the uh, who he's going to face tonight. I think it's Jinder. I think we get King Jinder. And uh, then he wears a crown on his head for the next five years of his run. I think we get King Finn. I think we, you know, again, I think Finn kind of just, you know, hey, man, we had top rope break on you so, and never gave you an explanation. That's here's the quick way to quick way to wipe away the wrong is you know you you get to win King of uh, it would be it would be nice to have a babyface win it's been a minute mm-hmm. to win that tournament and then it's been like just you know put them you know give them a little bit of a boost like we've talked about before you beat him twice to Roman you didn't need to do that you felt the need to do it so you beat him twice and in the second time you beat him when he's at his supposed strongest and unbeatable so I mean his stock does drop from there because wins and losses do in fact matter. So, so uh, him winning would be excellent. I'm just going by deductive reasoning of how they've done this tournament for the past few years. King Jinder is the the one that they would go with. That's King Jinder is the most obvious choice because he's the heel and the crown matches the the overall personality presentation. And so I agree with you. I think that's the one they would go with. It's the most obvious. He's the Maharajas, the royalty, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yes, um, like, but yeah, I do hope just like he's already Maharaja, like say he's already royal. You don't but now he can be, but now crown. he can be, now he can be King Maharaja. Oh boy, okay. we'll see. And then, so then next we have uh, the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals: Selena Vega versus Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler. Now, of course, we find out whether or not it's Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler. 
uh, tonight. Uh, woo, I do not care. <laughs> I do not care. Don't care. Don't don't really care. They took it out of me very quickly. I think Shayna has her own thing going now. I think she's gonna be the the authority or you know tag team with um, Sonya Deville. So I think she's out um, essentially. So now the leads and I think Dewdrop versus Selena Vega is a more interesting match. A, a big baby face versus a small heel. Like you can do something with it. I don't think they will. I don't think they get more five minutes. I'll go with Dewdrop. I think okay. I think they like her. They have to change her name. Yeah. Uh, I think yes, if you if you give her the crown and you change and maybe that's that would be the impetus to change her name. Hey, now that I am no longer backup, I'm gonna go by my real name. I'm I'm not Dewdrop. I am Queen. Uh, you know, Pippa yeah. Niven or or Queen, however Queen. you know whatever her new name is gonna be. Um, Queen yeah. Queen Queen Dewdrop. I hope <laughs> that does not. <laughs> Dewdrop is yeah. nothing. As, yeah. as much as you hate uh, Braun yeah. Breaker, I think do I, I will I will say. Dewdrop. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, I don't know. Universe. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I mean, have so much time to debate this. We'll save. Yeah, it we do not. Perhaps I will die in fifteen minutes. So without so further next, ado, so next up we have Edge versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, and this is probably the match that I'm most looking forward to. Uh, so I think that's really cool there. Uh, they built this feud up very well. It's the it's easily the best feud that the WWE has told all year. And they've done it in a very, very simple way. And they've acknowledged their origin story. Um, and they, they've really built it up in such a way where, I mean, thankfully, Edge got to say it in the promo. I'd be WWE champion right now. You just... You just keep getting in the way. It's like at this point, it's so beyond that, which I do think is important. When you're also a main eventer who's not getting the title, there has to be a thing like the few that you're in, it's transcended the title because you've made this so incredibly personal. It was one thing to screw me out of the title. A few times, it was one thing to do that. Uh, now you're, you're, you're talking about, you're messing with my family. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is an important, simple thing that they've done there. I think logically speaking, based on the promise you have Edge win over here, be just yeah. because, and I don't think there's a wrong, as you said, I don't think there's a wrong answer because the feud has been so good. As long as they have a good match, both look strong. But it just makes more sense for Edge to win because Seth got what he wanted out of this, which is yep. for Edge to say, You're not Edge like you, yeah, yeah. Man. Edge, which yeah, that Edge, was his whole beef with him, exactly. Kind of, to Edge already, in SummerSlam. Yeah. technically, Seth won, Seth got him yeah. to concede. So he's like, He conceded, like, technically, Seth won because that's the thing he wanted most. Uh, and so then we go from there. So, but so I, I think yes, that'll be Edge the W. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely give Edge the W. So I think I think that's the match I'm most looking forward to. And then uh, finally we have uh, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali or Mustafa Ali. I'm sorry, uh, in a singles match after their uh, their rip roaring tag team imploded. Now here's the thing: it's important from a historical context because it's the first time the two Muslim uh, wrestlers will be working on a pay per view. Um, as Mustafa has brought up, they have not really promoted this thing um, once. And, and honestly, uh, they they showed, like I said last week, they showed us exactly what they were going to do with this team from the very outset. We're going to split you up, but man, you could have made us care about them. You could uh, they didn't have to lose every single man. I don't care about this thing. And I like Mansoor. I like Mustafa Ali. But the, all it is is the battle of the two losers. And I get it. Mansoor's going over because for some wild reason, y'all don't think Mustafa Ali has anything to contribute but this. So that's crazy. Um, but yeah, they just did a real I mean, it's cool to have it. They just did a piss poor job. We could have been we could have been more invested in this. We could have been more invested in this. Instead, these are two losers who are going to fight each other. So one is going to be the least loser. I could not agree with you more. I do think it's important to point out that they've done a good job. That's why I care about it a little bit more than you do. I do think that WWE did them no uh, help in positioning them and making us care. I think they've done such a good job in their respective roles and. Uh, in every segment they've had, not to mention we both know they're excellent wrestlers. I mean, Ali is 
I think still better than Mansoor. He's been doing it for a by, by miles. I but, mean, Mustafa oh, Ali's one of the best in that company. Like he's very, he's, very good, man. Very and the man's good. been he's been wrestling on a jacked up knee for how long and just altered his style entirely. And you you probably y'all don't even know. You couldn't even tell until he had to say something for, for us and, to know. Yeah, man. And he's clearly frustrated. I hope, man. I mean, they're giving him camera time, right? They they and you know this company, nothing gets out without their approval, ultimately, right? Yeah. So they, I hope there is some sort of a plan, man. Maybe they're hoping for like some sort of a organic, hey, this guy's being misused. Let's all cheer for him. Type thing to happen or something. They, man. they had, they had that. They had that. They had that with Mustafa. He was over. He was cut. Remember, he was cutting the promos and the in the like outside, you know, and the That's camera. Right. And it was like you. And then he was just over. Now he got hurt and 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 everything. That's like the that. thing. But then. But yeah. But they never chose to reinvest in that. They had that thing there. And they even did. when he came back, they were like, yeah, yo, cool. And they just never really all they've done. OK, retribution. We're losers. <laughs> Mansoor and Ali, we're losers. So it's like, how you go create something organic when all they see is this man losing? Keep in mind, you know, right before Kofi, this man was cutting fire promos mm -hmm. in the back. And it was and he was and it was hot. about it. One yeah. of those guys, there's nothing he can't do. One of the best in the ring, one of the best on the mic. I mean, yep. you know, and, and he's brand new demographic. I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to be cynical about it, get some easy PR victories. Where's this guy? Yep. Yeah, they, they don't want to do that. No. But that's the card. That's the card. I, mean, I know Mansoor probably going to win. You know, probably, and, oh yeah, it's 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 in his home uh, hometown. I think. Yeah, he, yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't lose there. He like he like beat Dolph there. Then That's he, right. like, he beat Dolph and he beat Cesaro there. Cesaro, yep. yeah, he like beat them both there. So he's the yeah. man. He's the man yep. there. Sorry, he's Hogan over there, bro. Not over there. No, he's not going over on Mansoor. He's the Superman over there. Exactly. He ain't jobbing over there, bro. He he. Yeah, you're right. You he got might, it. Listen, he might he, listen if, if they pay enough, man. If if, if the the the, the Saudis pay enough, he might he might be the one to be Roman on you know Crown Jewel 2022. That might be the, the L that Roman takes. You mean you mean Crown Jewel 2024? Vince will ah. fight against that one. <laughs> Vince, Vince will feel very strange about that one. <laughs> hey guys, my as I said, laptop is dying. I did not do it because I'm not prepared. I did this on purpose because we have a history of going long, and mm -hmm. and I know you guys as much as you love us, you do not want to hear us for go for way too long. But here's your card. I'm genuinely excited about it. I hope so, Toyo. I hope. It will exceed your expectations, and you end up enjoying it. Um, I know everybody will work really hard. There you go. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, I do not have a match of the week. You go watch Ilya Dragunov versus A-Kid. So, Toyo, do you have match of the week for the people? Yes, I do. I'm going to take you to 2000 from Unforgiven 2000. It's The Rock versus Chris Benoit, Kane, and The Undertaker in a fatal four-way match for the WWE title. I thought, or for the WWF title at the time. I really thought this was a fun match watching it as a, as a kid, and I ran it back a couple days ago, and to me, it really still holds up. Uh, all these guys were just over like Rover, and the build-up and the lead-up to this match was pretty cool. Undertaker had actually gotten a singles win over The Rock and the lead-up to this on TV, clean. So there was a lot of... And Rock was barely getting by Chris Benoit. He was getting jacked around by Kane. So it was a high-stakes situation. I think the match is a lot of fun. 16 minutes of Fury. Uh, please watch it and enjoy. And that's cool, man. That's the thing. And I, we, I kind of wanted to kind of bring it back a little bit. Just uh, not only because when you had these multi-man tag team matches, you mm -hmm. could have somebody like Chris Benoit there, right? Like Chris Benoit doesn't yes. win the championship until all three. But he hangs around there, man. He's in the main event for pay-per-views and the title matches. Yep. throughout the years, because that's kind of how you establish an area. That's how you become. Yep. Yeah, how come Chris Benoit never won a title? Right, right. Yeah, you keep him in the mix. You'd be like, okay, they got they got to get it at some point. That's why when he did win it, it was so it was so impactful. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, yo, man, he had been there. You know, so yeah, this is a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending your uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night with us. Uh, this has been Give Me the Book. Please enjoy Crown Jewels, enjoy wrestling, uh, enjoy AW, enjoy WWE, enjoy, enjoy New Japan, enjoy MLW. Uh, just enjoy your life. Thank you so much. Peace.